Hey y'all, what's up? It's your girl Krista B from Those Wrestling Girls. Now, if you know me, you know how much of a rock fan I am. And it's been so hard for me to get my hands on an actual rock t-shirt until now. I finally got my rock shirt and I got it from Ripple Junction. Ripple Junction is a team of imaginative pop culture fanatics who creates the planet's most awesome t-shirts and official licensed products. They are armed with all things WWE and it's always some fun, cute designs up there. So you have to go up there. Make sure you go to RippleJunction.com and don't forget to use the code Those Wrestling Girls for 15% off of your purchase. Hope to see you there and you have to let me know what shirts you got. Bye. what's up we're back it's those wrestling girls it's your girl krista b and queen pr and today we are starting a new series since the attitude era series went off so well we thought why not continue it so now we are starting our ruthless aggression series we kind of started it with um mickey james because she was attitude era then um ruthless aggression but this is like the official start with the one and only Terry wilson ruthless aggression was like kind of where we stopped at, like, growing up watching wrestling. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what do you remember of Tori Wilson? Like, for me, I know she was another beautiful blonde. Mm-hmm. Um, she came in. She was more of a valet. She was more of a manager. She got called up after, you know, Shane bought WCW. Mm-hmm. And all brought up until that whole ruthless aggression era, the alliance and things of that nature. So what was your first take, if you remember, like, seeing um Tori Wilson on TV. The crazy thing is I didn't watch WCW growing up. Me so neither. I learned of WCW when the invasion angle happened. So when they did the double telecast and Shane had, you know, bought WCW, that was my first time even like I mean I knew that there was another wrestling show, but that's when I learned like okay, so they're two different companies. And then I had always seen Tori Wilson like if you, we did flip channels to Nitro, like we did always notice, how could you not notice this beautiful blonde with the beautiful long legs? So that's like my first impression was like, okay, another, you know, tall, beautiful blonde. But because I was so WWF at, or E at the time, I was like, they not touching Trish. They not touching Lita. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was true. And it's like, Tori came up and we then we also had Stacey Keebler. So like yeah. you really didn't see one without the other. Yeah, they kind of so, go hand in hand. Yeah, they definitely do go hand in hand. Um, but yeah, Tori Wilson, like she started to impress me like towards the end of her career when she started to like actually fight more. Mm-hmm. Um, and people forget that she wrestles. Like yeah. she's not just here for the bra panty matches. She's yeah. not just here for um um, Santa Claus matches and and things of that nature. Like she was she was wrestling. Yeah, she was wrestling. She um she had she's known for her most infamous feud with Donnie. Yeah, and yeah. Looking back at it as an adult, it's so cringy. It really, really is so cringy. It like, is. 
And just like going back to what um, what you said about like she could actually wrestle like is she was a part of like these group of women at, at the time and like going even into the divas era who wanted to be more physical, who wanted to wrestle more because you did have Trish who grew into like a great wrestler, but you had you know, management backstage and them telling them, you know, not to be physical, not to look tough, to look pretty all the time, to catfight. And like, so it's hard. So like they get judged for, for only being an aesthetic, but like they were hired to be an aesthetic and right. it doesn't take away from, you know, what they wanted to possibly bring to the ring. Like just, you know, when we were looking up Tori, she was in cheerleading. She was in track. She was a dancer, you know, and a fitness model before she came into the, into wrestling by chance. So I think like it's, it was nice to see her actually get to wrestle. Right, it was nice to actually see her get to wrestle. But I really just have to sit and talk about this damn feud. Please, 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 let's get to it. It's probably her most memorable, like, I guess, storyline in WWE. It was like, okay, you had Dawn Marie who came up from, I believe, ECW, when Stephanie fought ECW. It was a Mm -hmm. lot of... A lot going on at that time. (laughs) <laughs> my bad y'all I'm tired we are some hard working women over here the way we've been having to try to schedule like, literally, literally. <laughs> but um yeah so I think Dawn Marie came up from ECW um and I believe she was a valet in WCW for a little while or whatever but the and you know what's crazy the storyline was actually a good storyline mm. at that time you can't do nothing like that now. Like they first they did a, remember that storyline was repeated because the first one was with Trish, Stephanie, Linda, and Vince. Mm-hmm. And you know, Stephanie being mad that Trish is messing with her father, and you know, Linda being the whole I want to say in a vegetative state, quote unquote. And then oh, yeah. I don't know what to call it because then she got up at one point and Trish. And Linda turned on Vince, so I, I don't know what to call it. But right. Yeah. Um, but then we get to see it again. But now mm-hmm. it's just two factors instead of three or four. It's just yeah. Dawn and Tori. And, of course, Dawn Marie decides she wants to get Tori back for something that happened. I can't remember. So I remember what happened. what happened, please. I remember. It's so crazy. So Dawn Marie was initially interested in in Tori Wilson. And she said, like, I want to date. We're like, basically, like, me and you can either spend a night in a hotel together. You know, of course, they didn't outright say it, but insinuated that. Or I'm going to date your father. And so Tori said no. And then she ends up dating uh, Tori Wilson's father, who ended up becoming, like, his own celebrity in his own way. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like he became like an instant star, which is crazy. Rest in peace. Unfortunately, he passed last year. Um, so yeah, keep going. I just wanted right. to add. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Tori, she said that when like the day before she got inducted. Remember, yeah, she was like, I think he like, he passed not too, yeah, not too long before that. Yeah. Yeah, like literally the day before. And I was like, wait a minute, what? And you here, like, yeah. Yeah, and then she even mentioned it, and we were lucky enough to be at the Hall of Fame in 2019. Like, she mentioned how 
the WWE universe loved and embraced her father. So mm-hmm. I think it was kind of like good for her to be able to, you know, be with the WWE universe during like that, like Trump, like time in her life. Right. So long story short, these two are feuding over Al, you know, Tori feels like Dawn Marie is just taking advantage of him. Don't want them to get married. They get married. Um, and then on their honeymoon, <laughs> Al ends up passing away because his heart couldn't take all the sex. All of the sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, that happened. And then at the funeral, I believe Dawn said she didn't want Tori there. And she was like, fuck you, this is my father. Like, I don't care about y'all dating, relationship, marriage. This is my daddy. And then they have a fight at the funeral. They do. And another interesting thing about that is they had a stepmother versus stepdaughter match. Yeah, that's what that... (laughs) I'm like going back and I'm like watching and I'm really like, this happened. This happened. happened. yeah, and we thought that the Attitude Era and Check Out Our Attitude Era series, we thought those storylines were crazy and over-sexualized. But then you go into like some of the stuff they were doing in the Ruthless Aggression Era, and it's like, oh, okay, it didn't stop. Definitely not until the like the PG era did it really start because, okay, she's been in a lot of specialty matches. Which sucks because it's not a lot of wrestling involved in these matches. She's been on a paddle on a pole match. She's mm-hmm. been in a sexy Santa match. She's been in various um, versions of the bra and panty match where it's like they just have a different item of clothes on that they need to strip off of each other. She actually debuted on SmackDown, well, her wrestling debut, I should say, in a bra and panty match against mm-hmm. Trisha. <laughs> and it just makes me be like, oh, gosh. Right. Like, so of course we're not going to look back on Tori Wilson like, you know, she was, you know, a great wrestler, but she was a good look and she did bring a lot. And I and I remember when she and I would love to know your thoughts because we haven't talked about it on the show. Um, a lot of people were kind of questioning why she was inducted into the Hall of Fame uh, because of that whole she's not a real wrestler and some of the, the points that you made earlier. How did you feel about that announcement? Because there's only one woman per year, and she was that woman. And there's a lot of women we can name that should be in the Hall of Fame by now. How did you feel about it? I felt like her induction, I feel like it could have waited. Hmm. I feel like, you know, we still have Molly Holly, who hasn't Hmm. been inducted yet. Who's Well, Tom has, like, she needs to be inducted. We still have people, no, Ivory was inducted. We have other people. Like, we have Bull Nakano. I don't think she was inducted as of yet. Um, Like, there are so many other people who could have been inducted over Stacey Keebler. Um, Hell, Jazz could have been inducted. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? I feel like Tori Wilson's induction could have waited because after she left, she kind of, like, she was, like, really the only wrestler who left and -hmm. really didn't come back until... um, that year of Rumble, that 2019 year of Rumble, and then you know she came back for um the induction, her her induction or whatever. But she was really that wrestler. Like once I was retired, I was gone and never came back. 
Like not yeah. even pop up surprises or anything. No, no, she didn't. Um, I really feel like it could have waited though. I agree. But um, I do feel like she has a place. Yeah, and definitely. Yeah, I do. Like, I think I can understand that the WWE Hall of Fame is not necessarily a wrestler's Hall of Fame. Like, so Tori Wilson was a great WWE superstar. She was popular. You know, she had infamous storylines. So I would love to give, because we do have some listeners that may not be familiar with Tori Wilson. I want to give a little quick bio about her. So she was from Boys, Idaho. Uh, she was born in July 1975, and we mentioned before she grew up shy, which I'm always intrigued when I find out like performers of any way grew up shy. Um, but she pursued modeling, um, and I learned when she was on the Lillian Garcia podcast that she struggled with an eating disorder um, due to her modeling career, but in turn, that turned her into fitness. So that's when she became a fitness model, a fitness competitor, and she won Miss Galaxy competitions in 1998. And then after that, she moved to LA to pursue acting and she was dating someone. So this is interesting of how she got into wrestling, um, which she did not plan for at all. So she was dating someone, they went to a nitro show and she was a fan, you know, growing up, she, you know, you know, like mostly everyone, they remember right. when they were there. So she goes backstage and everyone backstage is like looking at this beautiful leggy blonde. And long story short, um, I think Kevin Nash approached her and was like, do you want to walk Scott Steiner to the ring tonight? And she was like, okay. And she got signed to WCW. And as they say, the rest is history. That is real interesting. <laughs> right? I'm like, what were her, like those chance things that you just never, you never imagine. Right. Um, so she was, and that's another thing too, like when it comes down to the topic of being inducted to the hall of fame, because she wasn't a wrestler, a wrestler, like you said, and she um, didn't have the intentions of becoming a wrestler. Mm -hmm. Like she literally got in because of her looks. And you can see later on that she started to train and stuff to be a wrestler, to be in the ring, to take those bumps, those bruises. But yeah, it was never. I was really like, huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not to throw shade towards her, but I was just like, huh? Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the table could have went. Yeah. I don't think yeah. that's going to happen ever, but you know, she could have went. That's true. Speaking of Sable, so she also, soon after she debuted, got into a affair romance angle with Vince McMahon, like most women in storyline did at that point in time. And it's very strange that, because we all know Vince signs off on all the storylines, he's part of creative of everything. Like, it's very interesting that he booked himself having all of these, like, affairs. <laughs> I guess he wanted to do something. He wanted to live his fantasies in real time without having to feel like a guilt, a guilt thing behind it. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe he just wanted to live vicariously through him. Oh, if I was the boss, I would have this woman and that woman and that woman. Mm -hmm. And I would have my wife and kids at home who are happy but have no idea that I'm doing this. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. How did you feel about the invasion angle? Like, I know we, this was during the time we were kind of like falling out of it, but how did you feel about the invasion angle? There's a lot of mixed re reactions out there in the wrestling. I loved it. Um, mm. And here's why, because when 
they were getting jumped and all the ECW guys ran out and Bubba Dudley, um, Devon, all of them ran out Raven. And, and it was just like, they all turned around. And that's when, you know, Paul Heyman got up and was just like, this is an invasion and da 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 whatever. And I'm just like, up. Oh. It just heightened my Survivor Series sense, like Survivor mm -hmm. Series. I mean, like, mm -hmm. WWE, ECW, WCW, who's going to reign supreme? Who's going to be number one? Yeah. So it was good. And plus, we also got to see new talent that because for those of us who didn't watch ECW or WCW, we got to see them all under one roof on WWE. So it was just like, oh. Now you're about to up it. Like now nah, it's about to get crazy in here because we was I feel like we were starting to get tired of seeing the same wrestlers, the same like we really before invasion, we had Trish Lita, Jazz, Victoria, Molly, uh Gail. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like what's that seven females? And then you add those from ECW and WCW. And the roster continues to go up. Yeah. I was here for it. How could you? It's like how, how could you not be here for for it? And, and it was something different. Like looking back, I'm like, you know, it was it was something different. Could the story like they did the best they could with what they could have, right? So you know, I was never going to root against any. Like I wasn't never going to root against WWE anyway. So like I said earlier, like I always looked at, you know, the Tory Wilsons and the Dawn Marie's even and the Stacey Keebler's on the WCW side. Like y'all are not touching the, you know, our girls over here. Like you're just not. So there's another popular. So we always like to include our followers and listeners and everything in the show. So I put out a tweet. What are some, you know, memorable Tori Wilson moments that we should talk about? Of course, number one was the Dom Marie storyline. Mm -hmm. Did not start with, but they also talked about her romance angle with Tajiri. Do you remember that? No. Yeah. So it was very uh, Sable Mark Marrow esque. So um somehow they a relationship angle started with them so tori and stacy were a tag team for most of the start of their wwe invasion angle careers but tajiri and tori wilson got into a relationship and she basically chose tajiri over stacy turned on stacy and then joined wwf team with tajiri but what makes it <laughs> So, and then they started feuding. So what makes it interesting though, is that Tajiri, how it turned into is that Tajiri got sick of the attention that Tori Wilson would get for her looks. So he would get jealous. He would blame her for, if he lost the match, it was her fault because she was distracting. So then he- I remember it now. It's starting to come back to me, continue. <laughs> so <laughs> then he started making her dress like a geisha. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, I do remember. <laughs> and honestly, like, Tori Wilson is absolutely beautiful. And, like, people, her, like, her fans are would probably willing to see her in pretty much anything. Um, but where I drew the line was there were times where, of course, she had to strip out of me, like, her geisha outfit. So it was like she was always being sexualized in some way. So then there's that infamous scene of her getting on the announce table and doing like a table dance. So that was her way of getting back to Jerry for trying to, you know, keep her away from 
the audience attention. And it's just so crazy to me how at that time we were okay with the cultural appropriation. A white woman wearing a geisha, that's like something sacred in um, Asian culture. Yeah. It's just like, like we promoted or WWE promoted a lot of things for us that we were okay with. Like I was literally just watching the infamous wedding between Triple H and Stephanie <laughs> in the car. And I'm just like, yo, we really promoting like date rape drugs and, and past, like we really promoting. Okay. Okay. Yep. yep. That, that really happened. And that was like a main like story. <laughs> Facts. I'm sorry for the Oh man. It really was. So um oh, and then there was the kimono match. That's what it was. The kimono match that she had with Ikoro, who was a Japanese wrestler that was um on the roster at the time. We'll probably cover her in like the Forgotten Women era. Um, but yeah, so she had a kimono match. But then um, more women started coming into the division, like Mickey James, Melina. So she uh, feuded with Melina for a little while. Um, Candace Michelle, they had plenty of bra and panty matches to go around. <laughs> I get tired of bra and panty matches is what I'm trying to figure out. Right, exactly. Um, do you remember Vince's Devils? <laughs> <laughs> it was a faction. It was a what? A faction. It was a faction with Candace Michelle, Tori Wilson, and um, Stacey Klebler. And they basically were like, they did Vince's deeds. Um, yeah, Candace. No, I'm sorry. It was Candace Michelle, Tori Wilson, and Victoria. And yeah, and Trish would call them the Skinketeers. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I got that far yet. <laughs> I don't think I got that far yet, but just. <laughs> yeah. So that was another thing that people brought up when we had, I, I had put it out there asking, because I know there's a lot of Tori Wilson fans out there, which I love. There's a lot of fans, like a very niche group of people on our wrestling Twitter, at least that is huge fans of like the women of the, Ruthless Aggression and Divas era. So like when we were like, we're doing a spotlight on Tori Wilson. Like I loved like the enthusiasm. It, right. it was dope. We so, love y'all for real. Like I you, swear, guys, you can get lost on something and y'all be right there to help us pick it up. Like we love appreciate y'all for real. Yeah, we really do. We really, really do. Um, so then another big thing that became a part of Tori Wilson's career was her Playboy uh, magazine covers. And honestly, looking at Tori Wilson, she's definitely Playboy cover material. Yeah. So there was a fun um, uh, storyline where uh, she was on the cover um, 2003 in um, a Playboy, but Nydia, who I almost completely forgot about, um, she started a few with Tori Wilson being jealous, saying that she shouldn't have been the one. Her. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And that's when Jamie Noble was. Mm-hmm. Get yeah. up, Jamie Noble. Yeah, right, right. And it's like all these blasts from the past. Like, that's what's so fun about doing these series. Because, you know, you go back and you think you have a gist of, like, what was happening. And then you're like, oh, I forgot about, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> oh. Like, because I'm as I'm rewatching 
ruthless aggression now, I see Jamie Noble and Nidia and stuff. I'm like, hold up. Ain't that Seth bodyguard? Like, I'm confused. Ain't that the security guard? Like, he was a wrestler. But you have to remember, a lot of these people who are in WWE, who are on the team, on TV or whatever, they used to be wrestlers or used to do something to that effect. I'm just like, oh, okay. Got it. Understood now. But, yes, I do remember the Nidia and Tori feud uh, when Nidia was trying to, like, be, in essence, be like Tori Wilson. Yeah. You know, um, but at the same time, that just, looking back on it now, that just displays a sense of not being wanted, not feeling pretty, not, Mm -hmm. you know, not accepting yourself for who you are because this is what things that we watch put out for us. This Mm -hmm. is what we say representation matters. Like, Nydia wasn't ugly. She was, she was petite, like, probably like five, three, five, four. Um, long brown hair, a great wrestler. She was on Tough Enough. I believe she won Tough Enough. I think that's the one she won with Maven. I believe she won. Um, but at the same time, it was like, you could do all this, but you're still not going to be good enough or pretty enough because you're not tall and blonde. And that's a stigma that we have to like cancel. Like we have to normalize self-acceptance as well as acceptance amongst your fans, because if we don't, then we're going to have these issues and we're going to feel like, eh, well, if she doesn't feel that way about herself, there's no way I'm going to say next time I feel that way about myself either. Yeah, that's so true. And I'm glad that, I mean, like you said, there's still a long way to go in WWE, but I, they have stopped with the over-sexualizing and making it all about like magazine covers and who's pretty and who's fat and who's not. Um, Speaking of Playboy, so another thing I wanted to go back to the whole Nydia (laughs) thing was um, they would have a segment where uh, Nydia and Jamie Noble would go to the Playboy mansion and they would Mm -hmm. complain to Hugh Hefner about them choosing Tori Wilson. Also, what a great way to sell fucking Playboy magazines because it's like, Smackdown and like they're just talking about Playboy all day long, right? So. Not the first time somebody je- got jealous over their girlfriend being in Playboy because when China did her Playboy spread, Eddie Guerrero was like, What? Huh, what? <laughs> what? Uh-uh. No, yeah, it's fun to go to look back on that. And then, of course, so another few notable few that Tori Wilson had was with Sable who was just coming back to WWE after being gone for four years. And they began a storyline for a few weeks where they were kind of front of me and Sable, you know, seemed like she was taking Tori Wilson under her wing, but was like really playing mind games with her. Yeah. How did you feel about kind of like Sable who was, you know, purely an aesthetic back in the Attitude Era, coming back into the Ruthless Aggression Era and is now feuding with kind of like, the modern her. How you feel about that? Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I feel like Sable coming back. I'm always here for that. For for the for the tiger sound once her music hits. Like I'm always here for that. Um, but for Sable to come back and be so shady, because she was never a heel in Attitude Era. And nobody mm-hmm. ever not yeah. like her. So for her to come back and be so shady and so 
like she played it well, and I hope that's not how she is in person. I hope that. But right. um, I, I love me some Sable. But it was a good it was a good dynamic between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, pure um babyface, pure heel. Yeah, that was definitely what um Tori Wilson was definitely um a baby face especially at this time so guess what that led to a bikini match (laughs) no i'm sorry a bikini contest at uh, the judgment day pay-per-view that year which i mean stables the queen at this point i guess a bikini contest because i mean she goes down in history um but wilson wearing or lack thereof those bikini yeah <laughs> um but tori wilson won and it ended with tori kissing sable on the lips to show that you know she's a good sport there's no hard feelings <laughs> what, what is happening how do we get to this point yes like, how do we get to you lose a match or you win the match or whatever and then the winner kisses the loser on the lips Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that was, I don't even know. Like, how did we get here? Like, how did we get here? Right, right. Um, so there was more jealousy involved over Tori's Playboy cover. So then her and Sable become a tag team. And then they start beefing with Jackie Gata, who another person that I literally completely forgot about, and Stacey Keebler. So that led to a, you know, tag team feud or whatever. And guess what, Krista? They had a Playboy evening gown match at WrestleMania 20. <laughs> How this is done in a tag team form, like, I don't know, but that happened. <laughs> I'm so glad we passed that. I know. I would have been so... Oh, my God. Like, it... Yeah. It's, it's, All right, I'm canceling WWE subscription. <laughs> what I love though is like you were at a WrestleMania where women main evented for the very first time and put on like with like Ronda Rousey, and then like women were having you know Playboy evening out matches, and now they were like main eventing. So that's kind of cool, I guess. I'm just so glad we're not there. Right. <laughs> we're not there anymore. It's done. <laughs> Let me what happened at a WrestleMania that I paid for. I mean, I didn't pay for the WrestleMania tickets that I got, but <laughs> let me what been and I paid for, and I would have saw that shit. Oh man, I'll probably still be sitting in jail. Yeah. Oh, uh, so then, um, so we're not going in order, guys. We're just kind of just chatting about um Tori Wilson's career. Another romance angle that I completely forgot about was with Carlito. And this is when they tried to resurrect ECW and Kelly Kelly, who we will also cover as some. Yeah, so she um, enters the mix too. Um, but she wasn't, it didn't really, it wasn't long, but it, you know, it was definitely an angle. And it, it, it led to a feud with Ashley Mazzaro. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. to her. Um, she tangled it up with Melina, who was the women's champion at the time. So we like to just kind of list off women that she, you know, that she feuded with. Stacey Keebler, of course, their careers are parallel. We'll cover her next. Dawn Marie, Molly Holly, Nydia, Sable, Shaniqua. Uh, Do you remember Shaniqua? 
Hmm? You remember Shaniqua? I did not remember her until uh, oh. like was like reminding me of because we you know we have a women of color spotlight real talk episode and they were like you got to talk about Shaniqua and I was like who the hell is Shaniqua? The fact her name was Shaniqua and she was black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she was like okay. strong, like she looked like like a I hate to say a black China, but like she was like she was strong, diesel slim, but the yeah. fact her name is Shaniqua. I know, right? I was okay with this. Like, not saying that we don't know Shaniquas. I know a couple of Shaniquas. I'm pretty sure you know a couple of Shaniquas. But the fact that that's like, I don't want to have to say that's like calling up. The stereotypes are just real. I'm going to say it that way. I'm going to be so filtered right now. The stereotypes were real. But yeah. you would be in a, a company ran by a white man, a rich white man, and you're a black woman and the best name. And if it's not if if it is her name, then cool. But if it wasn't her name, the best name you come up with is Shaniqua. So bad. <laughs> but even if it was her real name, you could have gave her something else. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and of course she didn't get a lot of screen time like we like a lot of people thought that she should have. I can't wait to dive into like her her career, her time in WWE too, because I definitely want to talk about the Nidias and the Shaniquas and the Jackie Gators, you know, the women that, you know, are not always talked about as much. Right. And because there's always um something there. Uh, one uh, other notable feud that Tori Wilson had was with Victoria. So they were like friend of me for a long time. And then I learned that that was uh, Tori Wilson's last match was with was defeating Victoria on an episode of SmackDown. Well, good for her. Yeah. Damn, I really got to catch up because I feel like <laughs> the, the few with Dawn Marie just kind of like, mm, I'm going to just stop watching for a little bit because... This it's, is bugging my fucking mind out. Yeah, it's a lot. And uh, I want to also, like, if there are, um, when we talk more about the women of Ruthless Aggression, I want to talk about her Koro, because I don't remember her. Um, Alina, of course, Ashley Mazzaro, and then Trish and Lita, of course, were still around, so she, they mixed it up with Tori Wilson as well. Um, but she ended up leaving WWE in 2008. And um, she would pop up every, like like you said, she didn't really like come back a lot. Like she popped up in that like 25 Diva Royale, that Santino Morello one somehow. Um, <laughs> but then it wasn't until like 2018, that year with, like you had said earlier with the rumble and stuff that she really, really came back. Right. And it was, I mean, it's always good for, for them to do pop-ups instead of like, coming back so often mm. like, it doesn't give you a chance to miss them as much or appreciate mm. what they did at the time that they were in the ring you know so it was good to see Tori pop up every now and again yeah how did you react when she was a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble this was 2018 right mm-hmm I was just still in awe. Like we had our very first ever women's Royal Rumble. So I couldn't sit here and, and just decipher my feelings from seeing one person to another. I'm like, I knew it was going to be surprises. There's no way. And there's no way you can have a women's Royal Rumble without the likes of um, 
Tori or or Lita or or Trish or Jack. Like you couldn't really have it without them. So I was mm-hmm. like, I was just really awestruck. But you know, mm-hmm. I was really there for the Bellas. <laughs> for Naomi. Yeah. For Becky. So yeah, but it was it was good seeing seeing them. Definitely. Seeing seeing Tori there. That's good. So overall, what would you say is Tori Wilson's legacy in WWE as a wrestler? Um <laughs> yeah, I think so. We had also put a tweet out there uh, a while ago, like what woman reminds you of WCW, and we put, and a lot of people put Tori Wilson. Right. And I don't know for a wrestler standpoint what to say, like because like she didn't she didn't practice this. Like this literally just fell on her. So it's really hard to sit and say what do I feel like her legacy as a wrestler would be because she don't have those stories like Charlotte, Becky, Bailey, Sasha, um, Trish, like she don't have those stories. So I I really don't know. I couldn't tell you at all. Yeah, I am glad that because she did contribute something, you know, to that time, especially, you know, you can't not think of Tori Wilson and Stacey Keeper when you think of like the late nineties, mid two thousands wrestling, like they were a huge part of it. And um, I'm glad that she did get her flowers and her along with like Stacey Keeper, Kelly Kelly were able to leverage their wrestling career into like really popular social media influencers. Tori Wilson has a, um, a workout like type, thing which is really successful and you know we were able to see her at royal rumble evolution and stuff like that so she's well for herself and i'm I'm excited that you know we can be able to put a spotlight on tori wilson as long as with the other dope women that were in the ruthless aggression era right i agree yeah so does this wrap up our tori wilson episode today It does. And we can't wait to continue our Ruthless Aggression series because we it's it's dope to go back and be like, okay, wow. okay, this is what was happening. Okay, And put our. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Um, And guys, as you can see, I'm rocking my well, if you're listening, you can't see, but I'm rocking our. TWG merch, our Attitude Era capsule collection. So make sure you guys check that out. Yeah, There's go support. Yeah, go support. We got hoodies up there for hoodie season. We got face masks. We, you know, we, we we took care of you guys. Mm-hmm. We got you guys. Thank you for those who already supported, who already bought, who already was like, okay, we are coming out with more. It's coming. Don't worry about it. We get it. We'll get it to y'all. But yeah, just thank you for supporting us. Yeah, totally, totally. And as you guys know, we got new episodes. They drop every other Monday. Subscribe to our Patreon. Um, our YouTube. Our YouTube, all of that. Thank you for the support. And yeah. And on that note, it's your girl, Krista B. And Queen PR. 
And we are out. Bye. Hi, everybody. It's me, Queen PR, one half of those wrestling girls. And I'm here to remind you that we dropped our very first capsule collection to celebrate two years of those wrestling girls. It's our Attitude Era themed. It's only going to be available for a limited time only. So make sure you check it out. We have a hoodie, t-shirt, mugs, and a little bit more. So make sure you check that out. And thank you for supporting those wrestling girls. Thank you for joining Krista B and Queen PR on another episode of Those Wrestling Girls. New episodes drop on YouTube and all podcast platforms every other Monday. We also have exclusive weekly content that's released on Patreon, just $1 to $5 a month. And every month we support a different nonprofit organizations with part of those proceeds. Also, make sure you follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook and join our Facebook discussion group where we host live Five episodes monthly, including our show with Face B Hills High Podcast, Thirsty Thursdays. See you there, and thank you for supporting those wrestling girls. Mwah.